Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We are the Bride Radio is the voice of the true Bride of Christ. TV radio seeks to inform and engage the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are The Bride Ministries, We Are The Bride Radio, or We Are The Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight. Hey, Bride, I know you're thinking, this woman needs to get off this. But through my research, I have found that this goes all the way to the UN. Can you believe it that they have an LGBTI, they don't say Q, they say I, agenda, and the United States is in it. Among the few nations that are in it, the United States is in it, and I'm like, Wow, okay, so let's check out what is uh, the United Nations position. And I think this is funny that I'm going to the United Nations in just a couple of weeks. So God is obviously getting everything lined up. All right, let's check this out. This is called the price of exclusion, and this is at the UN. Here we go. Individuality, it's something we all have in common, but for some, the thing that makes them different, being gay, lesbian, bi, trans, or intersex, marks them out for abuse. According to surveys, between half and two-thirds of LGBT youth experience bullying in childhood, forcing one in three to skip or even drop out of school. Many LGBT adolescents are rejected by their parents thrown out of the family home and end up living in the streets. 
Some 40% of homeless youth living on the streets of major U.S. cities identify as LGBT or queer. Bullying, isolation, and rejection leave deep scars. Gay and lesbian youth are up to four times more likely to contemplate suicide compared with their straight peers, while young trans people are almost 10 times more likely to have attempted suicide than the general population. Workplace discrimination is widespread. In a recent European survey, one in five LGBT people reported experiencing discrimination at work in the past year. Studies suggest rates of joblessness, poverty, food insecurity, and depression are all higher among members of the LGBT community. For the individuals in question, these are personal tragedies. For the wider community, they represent an enormous waste of human potential, of talent, of creativity, and productivity. It weighs heavily on society and on the economy. A study that looked at 39 countries found a clear link between the marginalization of a country's LGBT community and a corresponding loss of potential economic output. The cost of homophobia and transphobia is simply colossal. From a shrunken labor force and a flight of talent to lost productivity. According to a recent World Bank pilot study, discrimination against lesbian, gay, bi, and trans people could be costing an economy the size of Indians up to $32 billion a year. The drag on growth filters into lower tax receipts for the government, meaning less money for health, education, and other essential services. No wonder that you... So, do you think this is a, a reason of pulling together with the LGBT is economical? Have you ever thought about that, Brad? I didn't. So we're going to examine this today. All right, let's finish this. UN calls combating homophobia and transphobia both a human rights priority and a developmental priority. This cycle can be broken. Here's the question. The, here's the question, though, Brad, is how are they going to combat? I mean, if you looked at it towards enemies, that would be us, right? Listen. More and more countries and companies recognize the benefits that flow from tackling homophobia and transphobia. For companies, that might mean adopting new corporate policies to make the workplace safe, fair, and accepting for all LGBT people. And looking at their business practices up and down the supply chain for ways to reinforce anti-discrimination efforts. For countries, it means new laws and effective public education and training. The result, a world that is free and equal and more prosperous too. So it's a movement, huh? Let's check this out, Brad. Okay, you have that one. Now look at this, do unto others a blueprint for religious leaders on global LGBTI rights. But before I show you that, I want to show you this other video, which shows you the history of LGBT at the UN. Here we go. 
It's the 10th of December, 1948, and the UN General Assembly adopts the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. It states that all human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. Yet fast forward to 2011, and the UN Human Rights Council expresses grave concern at acts of violence and discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. All over the world, lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender or LGBT people are still being subjected to discrimination and acts of brutal violence, torture, kidnapping, even murder. In 76 countries, same-sex relationships are criminalized in violation of basic rights. These abuses must end. The tide is turning. Since 1990, almost 40 countries have legalized same-sex relationships. Many more have lawfully banned discrimination against LGBT people. More and more countries now recognize the urgency and are pressing for action of the UN. In the past four years, this has led to the first adopted UN resolution on the issue, the first official UN report, and the first formal intergovernmental debate at the UN Human Rights Council. On the 26th of July 2013, the UN launched Free and Equal, a global campaign designed to raise awareness of homophobic and transphobic violence and discrimination and to help stop millions of LGBT people being abused for being who they are. We must protect the basic human rights of LGBT people. But it doesn't just require changes in laws and policies. It takes changes in people's hearts and minds. Like the struggle against racism, like the struggle for gender equality, the struggle for LGBT equality will only be won if we join together. If we speak out, if we stand in the defense of the rights of others, the time to do this is now. Together, we can stop violence and discrimination against LGBT people. Together, we can build a world that is free and equal. Okay, so let's go over here. All right, so do unto others a blueprint 
blueprint for religious leaders on global LGBTI rights. To use the UN as a tool of violence and criminalization is unacceptable. This is dated back in October of 2017. On Friday, September 29th, the United States cast a vote against a UN Human Rights Council resolution to ban the death penalty against LGBTI people. Effective, effectively jeopardizing LGBTI people's lives around the world to preserve the death penalty at, at all costs. Though the U.S. joined Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Ethiopia, India, Iraq, the United Arab Emirates, and China in voting against condemning the death penalty to punish blasphemy, adultery, and consensual same-sex relations, and ban thankfully passed. The ban thankfully passed. It is no secret that since the Trump's administration's rise to power, the U.S. has seen a rise of anti-LGBTI legislation and cultural expression. Yet these effects are felt internationally, with religious leaders often playing the role of transmitters of such expression. Basically, they're talking about the people surrounding him. Culminating in a human rights crisis. Take the Nashville statement, for instance, a consulate cons consolidating blueprint for isolating LGBTI people of Christian faith that was released this August. Now we got to remember this was written back in October 4th of 2017. It is no coincidence that several of the major religious groups who signed on to the statement also engage in international advocacy at the UN. For decades, conservative religious actors have lobbied against human rights protections for LGBTI. These efforts are aimed at securing a home in the cradle of human rights, sanctioning the persecution of LGBTI people, and are even more life-threatening as the U.S. cast our vote against banning the death penalty for LGBTI people. Take the Christian conservative group, better known as CFAM, or the Center for Family and Human Rights, CFAM regularly lobbies at the UN and was a major signer of the Nashville Statement. Just last month, Twitter had to suspend CFAM's account as their president tweeted that Catholic priest and author Father James Martin should be beaten for his book, Building a Bridge, How the Catholic Church and the LGBT Community Can Enter into a Relationship of respect, compassion, and sensitivity, citing their foray into speech that incited violence, their account was suspended. Unfortunately, much of the lobbying at the UN has recently been dominated by faith-based groups whose agendas directly translate into lethal legislation in Uganda, Nigeria, broad-based violence against transgender women in Brazil, bullying and anti-gender anti-transgender bathroom legislation in the U.S., and brutally in violence, brutality and violence in Jamaica, Russia, Chechnya, Egypt, and Tanzania. Groups like the World Congress of Families, CFAM, Family Research Council, and dozens of others are using the U.N. as a global pipeline for homophobia. Now, I'm reading this to you tonight because this is showing you where we was back in 2017. 
This is why in September the call came from the United Nations LGBTI core group of member states for a dialogue between the opposing sides of LGBTI human rights. Okay, and let's see. Now, let's go over here and look at these groups. Where is it? Okay, here's CFAM. Now, this is current, okay? CFAM is the Center for Family and Human Rights in New York and Washington, D.C. Okay, so the UN tries to impose abortion and LGBT rights and sex education everywhere. A UN agency is urging governments to use deceptive anti-democratic tactics to overcome sexual opposition to comprehensive sexuality education that promotes abortion and LGBT rights. Okay, but then look at their advertising. Okay, right here, this is what I wanted to examine. Now, the president just got back from G7, right? So these are recommendations for action from the Gender Equality Advisory Council. Number one, ditch gender discriminatory laws and promote progressive ones. Number two, finance feminist civil society organizations. Now, we know that Ivanka has been traveling the world, you know, for uh, feminist issues. Number three, make fighting gender-based violence a national priority. Number four, eliminate online harassment, revenge porn, FGM, which is female genital mutilation, and child marriage. Five, invest in inclusive, equitable, and quality education for girls and women. That is debatable. Number six, protect sexual and reproductive health and rights, which we know is abortion. Number seven, challenge harmful gender stereotypes and norms. Hello, that is the LGBT agenda. Eight, promote women's leadership and participation in all sectors. Nine, Institute Equal Pay, Affordable Child Care, and Paid Parental Leave, 10. Stand up for women and gender equality across the world every day. All right, let's go on down here. Let's see, let's read there about, about us. CFAM was founded in the summer of 1997 in order to monitor and affect the social policy debate at the UN, at the United Nations, and other international institutions. CFAM is a nonpartisan, nonprofit research institute dedicated to reestablishing a proper understanding of international law, protecting national sovereignty and the dignity of a human person. CFAM personnel have participated in every major UN social policy debate policy debate since 1997, including the Rome Statutes of the International Criminal Court, the Convention on Disabilities, Cairo Plus Five, Beijing Plus Five, and dozens of others. CFAM publishes and promotes scholarship related to the proposition that the UN... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
a laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.